I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example. On this podcast, we sit down with leaders of all types to explore examples of real leadership and the qualities of all great problem solvers. I think we get really confused about what leadership is. On By Example, we lift up the real leaders, people who are focused on changing the order of things for the better and solving real problems that are right in front of them. Leading by example. Hello, this is Jeffrey Deshaun, and welcome back to this week's bonus episode of By Example. I'm joined with my wonderful co-host and colleague, Casey Enders. Hi, everyone. Excited to be back. Yes, it's good to see you today. How are you doing? I'm good. I just got back from a two-day trip to Dallas where I met just a phenomenal group of nonprofit leaders at the University of Texas, Dallas. So I'm feeling super energized about our work today. Awesome, awesome. Yes, we love leaders in general, especially young leaders in academic institutions who are changing things for the better. That's right. Awesome. Well, on this week's um, bonus episode, um, we are digesting um, the Maxwell um, podcast episode part two. I um, mean, you know, Carly sat down with John Maxwell, uh, leadership uh, mentor and guru. They are um, joining forces in partnership on a journey, um, particularly to continue to expand our reach around unlocking the potential of others and building leaders. Um, and really strengthening our, our culture and society. And so we're really excited about this second part of their conversation um, that dived a bit deeper um, into their both their lenses of leadership and particularly mm-hmm. how do you begin to connect with the people that you're leading, right, and engaging them um, in the process of like unlocking their own potential. Such an important topic. I think this idea of connection versus communication, you know, communication being critically important, but building on communication to get to connection, so important and something I think we don't necessarily make a a real distinction between in our day-to-day lives. So I loved that. Oh, indeed. And as you know, um, on these bonus episodes for this episode, uh, Casey and I are going to share some highlights from Carly's conversation on part two of Carly's conversation with John Maxwell. Um, We're going to share with each other other some of, and you um, our aha moments <laughs> and our takeaways from that conversation and then we're going to talk about some share some real st- life strategies um, that you can begin to reflect on and implement as you continue to strengthen your leadership and problem solving and supporting um, the folks in your life who you're helping to unlock their leadership so Casey we, from this uh, conversation with Carly and John Maxwell there's so much here yeah. so I'm really excited to hear particularly in this short conversation there was so much to unpack what was your aha moment from this week's episode? So I had a lot and I had a tough time narrowing it down. Um, So I ended up with this one, which I think really gets to the heart of this idea of the difference between connection and communication. You know, you need both, um, but getting to a point where you're able to move beyond communication and into connection, I think is important. But I kept asking myself, you know, how, how do you do that? And John had three questions that he said you should ask yourself when you're thinking about communicating. He said, the folks in the audience will be asking themselves, and so you need to weave into your approach and strategy, do you care for me? Can you help me? And thirdly, can I trust you? Are you authentic? 
And, you know, I said I just got back from this um, conference in in Dallas where I had this amazing opportunity to speak for 45 minutes, which I will tell you it was my first (laughs) time getting up and speaking for 45 minutes straight. And so I asked Carly for her advice. Obviously, for those of you that don't know, Carly is just an absolutely phenomenal speaker on leadership and problem solving and a variety of other uh, other topics. And so I asked her, what's your advice for kind of a first time speech giver? And she said, the most important thing, Casey, is don't don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be John Maxwell. Don't try to be any of these other speakers. You have to be you. That doesn't mean you can't learn from other people who inspire you, but you, you've got to be you. And I think that's what John was saying, right? This this. Last Last question around, can I trust you? Gosh, it's so real. It's so real, this question of can I trust you? And I think that's exactly right. I worry so much about coming across as competent that sometimes I'm not sure I come across as authentic. And so what I worked really, really hard uh, on as I was preparing for my talk in Dallas that was kind of new to me was bringing that lighter, more personal, humble stories and perspectives from from my own experience. Mm. Wow. Wow. What a reflection. I mean, and that's I I commend you. I celebrate you in that because that's that's a lot of work and that's hard to do. Right. To take that reflection and sort of think about, you know, how do I show up in my authentic selves? Um, You know, we I think we are just trained and naturally um, sort of seek to sort of model and mimic. Absolutely. And for good reason. And for good reason, right? We want to connect with a particular audience. And if we think that they respond to a particular style or tone or language, or we've seen models of other people that appear to connect, um, when ultimately we connect our best and um, reach, you know, the farthest when we show up in our authentic selves. And that really takes intention. And I commend you and celebrate you on that. Well, thank you. It was it was hard, I think, for me in particular. So I appreciate your celebration. And I will try to, as we talked about on our last episode, thank you for loaning me your belief and your celebration because I don't know, I, I don't always take the time to do that. And so I thank you for doing that for me. Oh, well, I thank you for allowing me to be a partner, <laughs> partner on your journey. So you can see there's a lot of love here. There is. There's a lot of love here. Oh, wow. That, um, so my aha moment from this episode, I actually have two that connect. Um, love it. There was so much in this. Um, that were one from Maxwell and one from Carly that I think really connect. And it was at the top um, of the conversation, John Maxwell talked about um, that people do what people see related mm. to this conversation around communication and that communication isn't leadership, but communication is a, a important part um, aspect of leadership, but people do what people see. So it's not just what we say and what we're talking um, to the folks that we're leading or the folks that we're trying to influence, but ultimately it comes down to what we do. You got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Right? Absolutely. And then Carly came back and recognized and did a a reference that I hadn't heard her put this combination together in this way before, but framing leadership as a combination of the right values, the right tools, Mm. and the right encouragement. And so it made me think about, we think about people do what people see, right? Um, And leaders talk about, so how do I actually embody and show up? Live my values. Live my values and actually have my actions align with uh, what I'm saying. And I think you have to ask your kids, what are my values, right? Right values, uh, right tools. Am I using the right tools and doing the right things that actually display my values? Because we might be engaging with communicating in a way that actually is counter. And then am I giving 
and receiving the right encouragement, right? Am I encouraging others in the in the right way um, to show up and be present and engage with me in this? And I thought that was so powerful. So can I put you on the spot? Yes. Do you have an example of a leader that you've seen who either does this exceptionally well, who lives the values that they that they talk about and say, or maybe an example of a leader who hasn't done it so well and what that looks like in practice for our listeners? Yes, it's hmm, that that is a really that's a really good question <laughs> on that one. I think, you know, for me, not giving I don't have a specific example of a person sure. um, in this moment. So I don't have a specific example. of. I a did person. put you on the spot. So. You did put me on the spot <laughs> on that one. But I think I have seen it show up, particularly in leaders um, in conflict moments. Oh, right. Interesting. Um, so when I think about folks who necessarily aren't living up to their values, right, folks who I know they have a particular set of core values and we've talked about them and they've demonstrated them, but when a moment of conflict has arised and they haven't, you know, they weren't confident, they weren't walking in their authentic leadership. Interesting. Then I have often found people end up um, communicating or doing things that were in conflict you know, with their values, because when challenges come up, we can often find ourselves not in our authentic place, right? Because I'm not sure, I don't know. Um, And I've seen a lot of leaders in those moments end up finding themselves in real conflict with their true values. Well, and as Carly would say, right, it's that's where courage and character really come into play. Um, And she has this line that I think is, it's so real. She says, when the going gets tough, and the going always gets tough right like you can't pretend like you are not going to encounter these moments of conflict hardship difficulty when the going gets tough that's when courage and character really matter you it's easy to have courage and character in the times where it's not difficult no so so. i think that's incredibly resonant so i'd love to transition a little into this tool that you and i are excited to share with our listeners today which is again on connection and communication so john maxwell and you can check this out at www.johnmaxwell.com he has a great piece on how to transform your communication into connection and so i thought i'd share it's just five quick points and ideas so i thought i'd just give Put those kind of out there very quickly and then would love to understand, Jeffrey, if there's just one or two that stick out to you. Let's go ahead and dive deeper, digest them. So the first is to establish common ground. So think about the person or the people that you are trying to connect with. Recognize that each one is unique and different and try to understand where the two of you or the group of you uh, have common ground, what you share, whether it's values or experiences or background. The second is to use more than words. And so I think for me, you know, in a podcast setting, this can sometimes be really hard <laughs> because there's sometimes only words available. But you you have tone and inflection and pauses, I think, that you have to use intentionally. And in person, that includes obviously body language and what you do with your hands. Jeffrey can see I'm moving my hands all around right now. <laughs> the third is to stop talking and listen. This one, I think, very hard for a yes. an extroverted talker like me, but probably the most important. I think it's really hard to connect with another person unless you know them authentically, back to this idea of authenticity. And the only way to do that, the only way to really find common ground is to stop and listen. So hard, but really important. Yes. And then the last two... The first is live what you say. So I think, Jeffrey, exactly what you just said, right? You kind of covered that beginning to end. Um, I won't go any further, but I think living what you say just as important as saying what you mean. 
And then the fifth along this kind of listening track is to ask questions to go deeper. So once you've stopped talking, started listening, finding common ground, ask questions. Use that as a moment to build connection by learning authentically about the person that you're talking to. To me, it all comes down to authenticity and and living what you say, Jeffrey. So I'm glad that was your aha moment. I think it's kind of a perfect connection. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And those, I mean, those steps actually remind me of a leadership lesson that, you know, I learned in taking on a leadership role with an organization. I stepped in as a new leader uh, and there was a teammate that I didn't have a connection with. Mm. And as a result, didn't have much communication with. And I was receiving lots of opinions um, and perspective about this particular team member. Um, which caused uh, me to have less and less of a connection and no communication, right? So I'm further distant, no communication, and making um, assumptions, right? Ascribing um, characteristics and things to this person. Well, it wasn't until I actually had to um, you know, live, right, um, up to my values and the things that I say how I believe in and actually seek to find common ground and engage with the person. And um, why do you think, why do you think you weren't living up to your values? Were you influenced by other people on the team? Was she just super different from you? And so you found it hard to find well, common ground? It, stepping into a new leadership role um, that had some challenges and so not wanting to rock the boat Mm. but wanting to be a strong strong leader um and so i was frozen in action because i was receiving lots of information but i had not uh actually engaged to be able to establish a connection to actually be able to actually tap into my values and understand this person and gain my own my own perspective and so it wasn't until when I was open to finding common ground when I stopped you know not talking <laughs> right and stopped talking to other people yeah and started listening to this person that then I was able to have a perspective and understanding and from there um, actually we were able to move forward and chart a course that was just amazingly impactful for the body of work for the organization for the community and this individual became to be one of the most uh, contributing team members that uh, that we had. Wow. And and what do you think led to the disconnect? Like, why do you think so many other people on the team could also couldn't find common ground with this person? Well, I think there were a lot of factors prior to my arrival in regards to that. And as the leader coming in, um, it was important for me that I did take the pause and do some observation. But then as goes to, you know, getting all the perspectives. Had I siloed with the perspectives that I was getting from the folks that were coming with their opinions and not... Um, humbled myself um, and tapped into empathy to go and listen to this person's experience and perspective because, you know, they had been engaged in this work for a while. Um, I would have never uh, been able, we would never been able to find common ground and I actually would not have been able to effectively lead uh, that organization as a whole, let alone that particular project or body of work this person was working on. Wow, super powerful and amazing application of this. So I thank you for sharing your story, Jeffrey. So I think that's all we have time for today. Um, As always, there's a seat for you here at the By Example table. We appreciate you guys joining us for the conversation. We'd love to hear your feedback. So find us online at www.carlyfiorina.com or on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Be on the lookout for an Instagram launch soon at Carly Fiorina. Uh, And I think on behalf of my wonderful co-host, Jeffrey Richardson, Jeffrey Deshaun. Until next time, be the example. (laughs) 